I'm going to give you guys five books and I'm going to give you guys a bonus book at the end that you need to definitely read. So let's get into the episode. The first thing I want to say about reading is you need to understand it's not about how many books you read. It's about the knowledge you consume from the books you read and the action you take with the knowledge you've gained. A lot of people make the mistake of trying to read a certain amount of books. It's better that you read less books and get more out of those books than it is that you read more books and get less out of those books. It's not about how many books you read. It's about what you do with the knowledge you've gained. So don't feel guilty if you've not read as many books as other people. The question is, what are you doing with the knowledge you've gained? Because a lot of people read many books and they don't do anything with the knowledge they've gained. That's essentially powerless knowledge. Knowledge isn't power. Knowledge is only potential power. The real power comes from the application of the knowledge. I'm going to give you guys the name of the book. I'm going to give you guys what the book's about. And I'm also going to tell you guys something I've learned from the book, which is going to help you better your life. And then hopefully you buy the books and you go on to read and gain the knowledge and wisdom for yourself. The first book I'm going to start with is Simon Sinek, Start With Why. This is an amazing book. It's all about purpose and it's all about questioning yourself. A lot of times we make the mistake of just doing things. Sometimes we just do things without asking ourselves why we're doing this. If you ask yourself why before every decision you make, you're going to see progress in your life. And you'll realize that a lot of the things you're doing, you don't actually need to be doing. The simple fact of self-awareness is a game changer. If you're more conscious of what you're doing and why you're doing, you'll realize what you're doing purposefully and what you're doing simply just to be busy. The goal in life is not to be busy. The goal in life is to be productive. Productivity, effectiveness, that's going to get you where you're trying to get to. Being busy is not going to get you anywhere. It's easy to be busy. You can be busy watching Netflix all day. It doesn't mean you're being productive. Being productive comes from the way that you use your time and being you know, intentional with the time you're spending and applying it in the correct directions of your life. That's why it's all about focusing on being productive and effective, not necessarily on focusing on being busy. If your only focus is to be busy, you will do anything because it will make you feel like you're being productive. And this is why I love the book so much because it always brings the question of why. Before you do anything, ask why. And when you ask why, it allows you to find the answers you're looking for. And in that moment, when you find the answer, you realize that either you were about to do something you didn't need to do, or you're about to do something that is purposeful, which in that sense, you go ahead and do it. The next book I'm going to speak about is The 80-20 Principle by Richard Koch. This book is amazing. This book is all about the understanding of the 80-20 Principle. Something I learned from this book is that most of your results will come from the smaller sections of your life. For example, most of the people who have the most impact in your life come from the lower part of your friendships. 80% of the effect in your life has come from 20% of people in your life. 80% of your results in business will come from 20% of the product or service leads. It's all about understanding that most of your results comes from the lesser part. You know, sometimes we make the mistake of thinking by doing more, we're going to achieve more. That's not true. What I like about the 80-20 principle is that it reiterates the fact that you actually get more from doing less. It's all about focusing on what's working and squeezing that instead of trying to make more things work and neglecting the fact that something is working. Because sometimes we feel that by doing more, we're going to achieve more results, which is simply just not true. This is why data and self-awareness is key. When you're self-aware, you look at the data. With the 80-20 principle, it encourages you to look at the data. When you look at the data, you tend to realize that most of what you're doing isn't doing any good for you. And what actually is doing most of the good for you is some small part of what you are actually doing. And the 80-20 principle allows you to be self-aware enough to know what's working and what's not working. And then the 80-20 principle encourages you to double down and triple down and even go even crazier with what's already working. It makes sense because if something's working for you, you should be doing more of that. The mistake many people make is when something's working for them, they try to do other things that might work 
because they've seen something else worked, which isn't the right way to go. For example, for my fashion brand, I was selling cargo pants. The cargo pants did well, but I made the mistake of thinking that the cargo pants was about the cargo pants. It wasn't about the cargo pants. It was about the specific color of cargo pants that I sold. Now that was, you know, one color from about five. And obviously that's not, you know, 80, 20, but if we put the same type of principle into action, it's that less part doing most of the results. And the mistake I made was ordering more colors of the cargo pants. Instead, I should have ordered more of the color that had sold most of the product. That would have been a game changer for me, but we live and learn, you know, life moves on. Life is always teaching. So we always have to keep learning. Our past is never a prison sentence. Our past is always a life lesson. So yeah, that's why I love the 80, 20 principle rule. It's effective. It's productive, it's direct, and it allows you to be self-aware and to focus on data, which essentially is going to help you to make progress in your life. The next book I want to speak about is The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. Now, the funny thing about this book is that a lot of people think the book is unethical, but they fail to understand the purpose behind the book. The purpose of The 48 Laws of Power is to make sure that you are not blindsided by these 48 laws. People read The 48 Laws of Power or they hear about it and they think Robert Greene is telling people to apply these unethical laws. That's not the main message of the book. The main message of the book is these laws are things that people will try to do to you. So be cautious. Make sure that you're not on the other end of these laws. By you knowing the laws, it allows you to protect yourself from the laws being used on you, which is going to save you a lifetime of trouble. 48 Laws of Power is all about understanding the way this world works and the systems of the universe. You know, people are unethical. People will do anything for power. If people are playing video games that don't have any sense of value, but are willing to cheat each other out of a result, imagine what the people in control of the world are doing and people who have something more to gain. You know, that's why 48 Laws of Power is a great book because it opens your mind. The world, you know, it's not a fantasy. The world is a very unethical place. The world isn't a fair place. There are people who will do anything to stab you in the back, even those who love you the most. With the 48 Laws of Power, it opens your eyes to be able to see what could potentially be being done to you before it actually happens, which means that you can react before things happen, which makes you proactive instead of reactive. One of the best things I learned from the 48 Laws of Power was to never be in the shadow of a great man. I never understood it when I first heard it, but as I read the book deeper, I started to realize it's such an important thing to understand. You should never try to be the second version of someone else. If you try to be the second version of someone else, you lose your own identity. If you lose your own identity, it means that you will always be in the shadow of someone else. You will never have your own story. Your success will always be compared to their success. What you do will never be enough because you'll be judged by their measures. There's nothing wrong with being inspired. There's nothing wrong with, you know, seeking inspiration from other people, but you should never seek to be the second version of someone else. What you should be doing is aiming to emulate. For those of you who don't know what it means to emulate, it basically means to, you know, take from people who are doing good things, but to never be a carbon copy. Take what's working from successful people and add that to your game. Keep the uniqueness of what you do being you. Don't try to be someone else. Stay being yourself, but seek inspiration from other people. Apply what's working from other people and apply that to your own life. Study other people. See what's worked for them. Apply that. See what hasn't worked for them and learn from their mistakes. You know, sometimes you don't have to go through the mistake in life yourself. You can literally study successful people, see what they did wrong learn from their mistakes, which is going to mean that you don't need to make the same mistake as them, which is going to save you time and take you further in your journey. The next book I'm going to speak about is It Doesn't Have to Be Crazy at Work, which is by Jason Fried and David Hansen. This book is amazing. It's not like a lot of the other books. This book focuses on your work life doesn't have to be so crazy. We live in a world where everyone encourages, you know, toxic hustling. You have to sacrifice yourself in order to gain. These things are simply not true. 
let's drop hustle culture because hustle culture isn't really the path to success. You see the world we live in now today, if you're smart enough, you can cut down your workload, but you can also still be productive whilst having a higher workload. It's all about being healthy, being understanding and, you know, realizing that your work life doesn't have to completely control your life. This is something that they speak about in the four hour work week. The four hour work week is the embodiment of work and life. You don't have to separate the two. You can take a holiday and you can bring your laptop with you. You can do your work on holiday. And that's the benefit of the world that we live in today. The times have changed. You don't have to separate the two. Life doesn't have to be only work one minute, then it doesn't have to be only life one minute. You can literally combine the two from a healthy perspective and your life doesn't have to be crazy. And that's why I love this book so much. One of the things I learned from this book was that you don't have to kill yourself to be successful. I used to be under the illusion that you had to smash your body. You had to work hard all the, the time to become successful. That's simply not true. Success is all about your productivity and your effectivity. If you're productive enough with your time, you can actually do the same amount of tasks. Maybe that it would have taken you in a longer time, in a shorter time. I know people who do tasks within a, you know, a 14 hour day period. They read this book and they now cut that day down to four hours. Of course, they still went on to do more work. But the whole point is that they were able to do more in less time by understanding that they don't have to sacrifice themselves to gain something that they can easily gain utilizing their time efficiently. Being productive and being successful and having an effective life is all about productivity and how you use your time. A lot of the times we don't need to spend as long on the tasks that we're spending our time on. Our tasks can be done in a much shorter time, but we allow procrastination to get us. We allow the focus of being busy to get us. We lose focus of being productive and effective and we start to fall under the trap of being busy. The goal in life, as I said before, is not to be busy, it's to be productive and effective. If you can be better with your time, and I'm not talking about time management, I'm talking about your decision-making, the way you spend your time, what you do with the time that you've got, you can easily make your day a lot lighter than it needs to be. You can get more done. It's quite funny because hustle culture says that you get more done by doing more, but this book encourages that you get more done by being a better person, being a smarter person, making better decisions. You don't have to exhort yourself, you know, hard work is important. That's the foundation of anything. But if you're not working smart, you're essentially holding yourself back. You need to work hard and you need to work smart. You need to have work ethic, but you also need to have good decision making. The combination of those two is going to make you a very productive person. The things that used to take you a certain amount of time will take you a lot shorter, which means that you've got more time in the day to do other things that can take you further on your journey. Maybe what could have been done tomorrow through your effectiveness and productivity today has made your day shorter, meaning that tomorrow's tasks can now be done in today, making your tomorrow easier. If you make today hard, tomorrow is going to be harder. If you fail to utilize today, tomorrow is going to be an even harder day. But if you utilize today, tomorrow is not going to be as difficult as it would have been. The fifth book I'm going to speak about is Think and Grow Rich, which many people are familiar with. This book is an amazing book. And this book is simply just about the empowerment of your mind. The world that you create and what you see in the physical all starts from the mental, your thought process. Everything starts with a thought. If you're not having good thoughts, you're not going to have good results. If you're having great thoughts, you will get good results. Before you see anything physically, you must see it mentally. You have to believe before you see it. You might seem crazy. You might feel weird, but you have to really trick your brain to believe something before you've even seen it. If you have aspirations of achieving a certain goal, you have to believe that you've already achieved it. Because once you believe you've already achieved it, you now start to move in line with that person who is achieving that goal. Aspirations no longer become aspirations and they now turn into responsibility. And that's the key. When it comes to me, for example, you know, when I'm writing books, my focus is always 
I am the best author in the world. And when I believe I'm the best author in the world, that's going to lead to me moving like I'm the best author in the world. But if I continue to believe I'm just someone who's coming up in this journey, I'm not there yet. Now the excuses make sense. When a book doesn't do as well, it makes sense. When I'm not being as productive as I, sh as I should be, it makes sense. But that's not what I want. What I want is to be the best version of myself. In order to be the best version of myself, I have to already believe I'm the best. And 50 Cent speaks about this in his book, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. You know, there's a concept of faking it till you make it. And I'm not talking about, you know, leasing cars, leasing jewelry. Forget that. What I'm talking about is believe you're already who you want to be, even though you're not that person yet. Because when you believe who you are, you start to act like who you think you are. Many people don't see the results that they want to see because they don't believe they're of substance of that character. If you believe you're a bum, you're going to act like a bum. If you believe you're someone who is extremely successful, you will act like someone who is extremely successful. You might not be successful, but your belief system makes you believe you are. And when you believe you're successful, and if you're living a life that isn't in line with success, you now start to ask the questions. I'm a successful person, but why aren't things going my way? But if you believe you're not a successful person, it makes sense that you're not successful, which is going to lead to you never making progress, which is not what you want. So you have to believe you are already that person before you see it. And that's what Think and Grow Rich is all about. You know, if you want to gain wealth, if you want to have a life full of freedom, you have to believe that that is the person you are. Not that you're trying to become that person. You have to believe that you are that person. You have to see it before it's happened. And this is what's going to take you to the point of these things happening. Because if you believe something, your belief system affects the way you live your life. If you believe something, it's going to lead to your actions aligning with that belief system. If you see the way people live their life, it's not because of the way that they live their life. That's not the problem. The problem is their belief system. All our actions are a fragment of our imagination. The way people live their life is a result of their belief system. If you want to fix your life, you need to fix your belief system first. All right. And the bonus book, the bonus, bonus, bonus book I'm going to give you guys is it's a book written by myself, man. Reality of True Happiness, my first book. This book is all about understanding, you know, happiness doesn't have to be something you're trying to get to. We all have access to happiness. The problem is that we focus on things that don't make us happy. We allow things that, you know, aren't contributing to our joy to rob us of our joy. If your focus is fixed on the right things, you can find happiness in life. Happiness isn't a destination. Happiness is a journey. We're all at that place of happiness. But if we choose to neglect the things that are in our, you know, hindsight, that allow us to live a happy life, we're not going to live a happy life. Many people focus on what they don't have instead of focusing on what they do have. When you realize how blessed you are, you start to realize that life isn't as bad as you think it is. If you wake up in a bed, if you've got work and you're making regular payments, you know, with your job, you're getting regular income. You've got a family that love you. You've got friends that love you. You've got a beautiful girlfriend, boyfriend, a partner, whatever it is. When you focus on what you have, you start to realize you are really blessed. The problem for many of us is we focus on what we don't have. We go on Instagram, we see someone with a Lamborghini, someone with a Rolls Royce, someone with all this jewelry, and it makes us feel inadequate. And it makes us look at the life we have. And it makes us feel like we're less than, which in that moment, we forget how blessed we truly are. You know, there are people who have to walk to work who don't realize how fortunate they are until they see someone who doesn't have any legs. There are people who have to get the bus to work who don't realize how fortunate they are until they see someone who has to walk to work all the time. There are people who drive to work who don't realize how fortunate they are until they see someone who's getting a bus because they can't afford a car. All these things in life, we don't realize how fortunate we are until we see how, you know, better our life position is in comparison to other people. And that's subjective, you know, that's subjective. You might think your life isn't as bad as it is, it is, it is. 
and someone might look at your life and think this person's actually got quite a decent life. It's all about perspective. You have to understand that if you continue to focus on things that don't contribute to your joy, you are not going to be happy. You are self-sabotaging. You need to focus on what you have. Appreciate the fact that you eat meals daily. Appreciate the fact that you've got family members. Appreciate the fact that you've got a loving partner. Appreciate the fact that you are able to make an income and get paid every single month or whatever it is, however you get paid. Be grateful for what you have. You know, gratitude, happiness is all about gratitude. You don't need to have the most money. You don't need to have the most expensive car. You don't need to have the biggest chain. You don't need any of that. You don't need a Rolex. You don't need any of that. All of that is not sustainable. What you need to have and what you need to understand is how great your life is, how much worse your life could be. And when you realize that, you realize how blessed you really are. All of us, you know, life can be so much more worse than it is now. But in those moments where we compare ourselves with other people, we forget how blessed we really are. And it's important that we remind ourselves. And that was why I wrote the book. I wrote the book to remind myself, my friends, and anyone else who would read that book. Your life is amazing. You have purpose. You know, God created you for a reason. You are blessed. You are more blessed than you think you are. You just need to focus on the right things. Stop looking at Instagram and comparing your life with people who aren't posting real versions of themselves. Social media is all smoke and mirrors. Why would you compare the real version of yourself to the fake version of other people? You're just self-sabotaging. It doesn't make sense. You have to love yourself enough to do what's best for you. Love yourself enough to make sure that you are as happy as you can be. I'm not saying you're going to be happy all the time. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that you have the opportunity to love yourself. You have the opportunity to make yourself feel better. Of course, you know, life can be terrible sometimes, but it's in those moments you remind yourself, but I have this and that's enough. If you've had a terrible day at work and you've got a family, you've got kids, work's been terrible, fair enough, but you've got a loving family. You've got beautiful children that are waiting for you back home. That's something to smile about. That's one example from many. And there are so many other examples that I can think of. But I think it's very important that in these moments, you know what those things are for yourself. I just gave you an example. Someone might say, but that doesn't apply for me. So what does apply for you? I don't know your life. You know your life. And I know it feels comfortable to allow yourself to feel sad and feel sorry for yourself and to be a victim. But that's not what we're doing. We're putting that down. We're putting that down. That's not helping you. It's not benefiting you. It's keeping you still. It's keeping you stagnant and it's making you a negative person, which means you're giving off negative energy. Nobody wants to be around people like that. Be a positive person. Give positive energy. Think positively. You know, don't be pessimistic. Be optimistic. Your life is great. Your life could be so much more worse. Your life could be so much more worse than what it is right now. There are people in third world countries who are happier than you right now. And we're in, first, we're in first world countries. It doesn't make sense. We're entitled. We have to be honest. Sometimes we can be so entitled. But life is a beautiful thing. And it's important for us to remind ourselves of how blessed we truly are. Even though we might not have things that we want to have, we have what we need to have. We have more than other people have. And that's enough for us to be happy. And it's just about reminding yourself in these moments when you start to doubt yourself and when you feel terrible that my life isn't as bad as I think it is. I've got a reason to smile. You know, I wake up every single day in my bed. That's a blessing enough. Do you know how many people are sleeping on the streets? Do you know how many people can't afford to get a house, can't afford to be at home, don't have relationship with their family members, got thrown out by their parents? 
and having to raise money every day to try and sleep in a hostel. They don't raise the money, they sleep in the street. But you and I, if this applies to you, which will probably apply to most people, we wake up in a bed every single day. And we think that we have the right to be given off negative energy because we don't have that chain. We don't have that high paying job. We don't have the car. Come on now. Entitled. And it's important that we check ourselves. It's very important that we check ourselves. And this book was, you know, I wrote the book to help not only myself, but to help other people across the world. I feel like we live in such a, you know, everyone talks about hustling, grinding, grafting, putting in the work. Those things are great. But what about us? What about the self-work? What about the work within? What about that? Who's talking about that? What about peace of mind? What about freedom from the past? What about looking forward to the future? What about being grateful, but still being ambitious? What about having gratitude? What about character development? All of these things. What about the work on self? And that was my message. That is my message. And that's why I'm creating this platform. That's why I'm creating this platform. We neglect the work of ourselves and we expect the, our life to be better. That doesn't make sense. The life we build comes from the type of person that we are. If you don't focus on your character development, if you don't focus on loving yourself, if you don't focus on becoming a better version of yourself, if you don't focus on healing, you're never going to be able to build the life that you want to build because you're not in the right state of mind. Your energy isn't correct. You can have ambitions, you can have goals, but if you yourself are not correct, you're not going to achieve those things. Your success and your fulfillment comes from the type of person you are. And the sooner people understand that is the sooner that people are going to see better results in their life.